If she didn't return after tonight, and he got out, someone would kill him for sure. He deserved better after escaping the crazy sorcerer who'd created, then tortured the poor thing. No way could she lock him away somewhere. She wouldn't do to him what others wanted to do to her. Nothing would stop her from coming back to Phoenix, except two of the three tribunal deities ruling against her. Even then, she wouldn't go down without a fight. She didn't care if they could smoke her where she stood. That left her one choice, to gamble on her chances of convincing the tribunal she would not shift, involuntarily or otherwise, into her alternate beast form and kill humans. Vegas would laugh at her odds of winning. She swallowed the lump, threatening to choke her. Phoenix leaned back. Pitha? You bet, baby. She hugged him, inhaling his warm, leathery smell, then lowered him to sit on the island counter. The uncharred half of the pizza tasted better than it looked, and she'd have made all the same ooh and ah comments even if it had been a mud patty. Nuff! He opened his mouth wide. She tossed him the two lug nuts from her pocket. He caught the steel snacks with his tongue and chomped them like M&M peanut candies. She eyed her watch. Time had a grudge against her. Delaying the inevitable wouldn't make walking out that door any easier, and arriving late for a tribunal meeting would be considered an insult, a guaranteed thumbs down. She washed her hands. I have to go out for a while, so don't cook anything else while I'm gone, okay? Yes. He watched her from his roost on the kitchen island, eyes beaming pure happiness. You're the best. She touched his wide nose with her finger, smiled, and headed for her bedroom. The sound of Phoenix's wings flapped behind her. Ten-foot ceilings allowed him to fly over her head in the hallway and reach the bedroom before her. When she strode into the room, he was perched in the center of her bed. Phoenix said, You come back? The million-dollar question. But he asked the same thing every time she left. As soon as I can. What is soon? One, two, five, seven, eight? Did he mean minutes or hours? He just learned to count to eight. Time was a whole other concept. She was thinking more in terms of years, but rather than stretch the truth any further, she changed the topic. How's your counting coming? Good. Count for me. He bent his legs and leaned over to count each toe around his potbelly. One, two... She picked up her dagger off the nightstand and slid it inside her boot. She didn't walk the streets unarmed. When Phoenix stopped counting at eight, because he had eight toes, she told him, Thought we were working on nine and ten this week. What is nine ten? He looked up at her with big orange eyes full of curiosity. I'll tell you on the way to the door. She headed to the door in her living room that opened into the exit tunnels. Phoenix needed a reason to count more than his toes. She told him, Your horns are nine and ten. He grunted unintelligible happy noises as he thumped down the hallway at her heels. When she reached the door, she turned around. Are you going to practice? His eyes rounded as he realized he had new information. Yes, damn it.
No cursing. She wanted to blame Quinn, one of her two closest friends, for irritating her to the point she'd said that word in front of Phoenix. But the fault was hers. Sorry, he smiled, tongue poking out one side of his mouth. That's okay, I know it was an accident. Promise to be good and practice counting while I'm gone, and I'll get you a hubcap. His scaly forehead wrinkled with confusion. She explained, a hubcap is like a silver pizza. He waddled in a circle, clapping and fluttering his wings, making happy sounds. She'd make sure Zader, the other person she trusted most in this world, brought Phoenix a hubcap if she couldn't. She could, if the tribunal cut her some slack tonight and treated her equal to everyone else. Was that asking too much? Just one time she'd like to be judged on her own merit.